turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The following program is pre-recorded. This is Simply for Women, a place for that mom who knows the chaos of life, the daughter who faces the challenges of the day, and for those women who want to deepen their faith. God invites us to take Him off our to-do list and to simply be, to simply be with Him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. Well, hi, welcome to Simply for Women. I am Jennifer Jackson, and I'm a pastor's wife. And the name of our church is The Church Next Door. For over 25 years, I've hugged and prayed and cried with so many women. And one of the things that I've learned is that when they begin to engage prayer, to simply learn how to pray, that their lives change. There's something about prayer that's that just simply transforms who you are. I've had some great prayer partners over the years. I remember there was a family in our church and our boys were the same age and same, same everything. We actually had the same anniversary on the same day, been married the same years and our kids were the same age. And we would get together and her in their living room while the kids would play and we would pray together. It was so wonderful. And to this day, um, they'll, text and say, Hey, I'm praying for you. And I love to have someone that knows how to pray that you can pray with. And I think that as we learn to pray, our lives are changed. As we learn to pray, we have a confidence in God. We have a confidence in who we are in God. And we have a confidence with our friends that we can pray together. And then when those hard times hit and those those bumps and crises hit, you have someone that you can say, oh, would you please pray for me? And you know that they're not going to just say, I'm praying for you as a platitude, as a, a catchphrase, but they're really actually going to pause and actually going to stop and go before God and pray with you, for you. And so we just simply want to learn to pray. My definition of prayer is simply talking to God. You know, prayer prompts heaven to engage with us on earth. God wants to engage with us. And there are so many places that we can go in prayer. I like to think of prayer as a place because it's an experience. You know, if you go to a a concert, maybe you go to the opera or you go to the symphony or you go to a really fun store, like a toy store or something, it's an experience. And when you get home, you have something to talk about. I did this and I heard that and we went there. Well, when you engage with prayer, it's an experience. You're taking a time and you're spending some time with God and you're talking to him and he's talking to you and you're listening and, and maybe you're hearing what it is that he has to say to you. And what happens is this. We have made it so complicated. We have made it a mountain that we're afraid to climb this prayer mountain. And it's really not. It's simple. God wants you to talk to him. He wants you to engage with him. He wants it to be part of your everyday life. And prayer will transform you. 
there is a proven place that you can go to in prayer. And Jesus really modeled the way, didn't he? He would go to a mountain to pray. It says that he, in Luke five sixteen, he often withdrew to lonely places to pray. So he'd go in the morning. He would go in quiet times. And, you know, I think that sometimes that's awesome. And when you can do that, hot diggity dog, right? <laughs> it's good to get to do that. But it doesn't always work in the midst of our busy lives and schedules that we can just have a chunk in the day that we go off somewhere quiet and go do something quiet. Some Many of you may have so many kids that there is no quiet space. <laughs> There's no quiet spot except for the shower. That's why we have showers of power, right? And all those prayers. But I think that if you don't have those chunks, you can just begin to engage God through prayer throughout your day, in your car, in your shower, and as you go to bed at night, when you wake up, as you're driving along, doing laundry. I love to pray and do laundry. I love to pray and do dishes. I just love to pray through everyday life in the midst, little short prayers, little interactive prayers throughout the day, almost inviting God to do the day with you. And when you have a pause, when you have a lunch break, you just stop and engage him. But there, there is a proven place. We can trust God in prayer. It says in Ephesians 3.20, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond what we ask or think according to the power that works within us. It says in the NIV, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. If we can just keep in our mind that God, there is a proven place that you can go to in prayer that God is going to do even immeasurably more than you ask. So if we fail to ask, (laughs) we miss out on so much. You know, God is not too big to hear your prayer. God is not too busy to hear your prayer. He simply wants to talk to you and he wants you to talk to him. One of the proven ways that you can pray is to do a detailed list prayer or a scripture, a written prayer. I remember a Sunday school teacher in my life. I probably was in junior high, maybe heading to senior high. And I'll never forget this lesson that she gave us on prayer. She talked about the detailed prayer and she gave us a little activity. But in the class, she wanted us to write out a detailed prayer of everything that we we were asking God to do. And she said, include in it your favorite color. Include in it exactly where you want to go, what you want to do, all these details that, about you that make it specific for you. And I've always hung on to that because, you know, it says in Luke twelve seven that indeed the very hairs on your head are numbered. And so God cares about the details. And so the challenge, I think, for him to prove himself to us is in the details. And take some time and make a detailed list. Maybe on this list, you're going to put all the details about your job. Every detail you can possibly think of about your career or your calling or your job or who you are, or what you're doing and how you want God to interact in that. In Maybe the sky is the limit. Everything you could possibly dream or imagine 
around that topic and write it out in detail and ask the Lord. Now, does that mean he's going to answer every single one of those things? No, but he's going to do immeasurably more than you could imagine because he, you know, it says in Jeremiah 1, Jeremiah said, I see an almond tree. Jeremiah had this vision of an almond tree and God says, I'm going to make that happen. I'm going to make that happen. And so God wants to work in your vision. He wants to work in your life with your calling and your job and your purpose and your, and your mission for life. So give him every detail. And it may be that he takes that dream, that vision, that detailed prayer. And he says, yes, here, no, here. Yes, here, no, here. Or he might even just take it and reshape it and completely answer it in a way that surprises you, something that's different that you weren't even expecting. But he wants to be involved in it. You can do the same thing with your family. You can begin, write out a detailed prayer about your children, every dream that you've had for them, every idea and plan and hope, and pour your heart out about that child to the Lord or about your spouse or a family member. So your family, just detailed prayer. And God, this is what I see and this is what I know. And I'm asking you to move in whatever way that is. What about a detailed prayer about your health? Maybe, God, this is the health. This is my health. This is what I need. Lord, I need your help with my diet. I need your help with exercise, the plan, the perp. You know, I don't know. But any area of your life, you can take it. And then just get you that blank sheet of paper and write out the most detailed prayer that you can think about. He has every hair numbered on your head and he wants to do immeasurably more than we could ask or think. I remember when I was praying about my wedding, I knew the color of the flowers I wanted. I knew the color of the dresses that I wanted. And we, this is what happened. So we were dating, we were engaged and my parents I had like a family meeting without my husband, just our little immediate family. And they said, we have a situation. Situation is this. We don't have the money for the wedding. And we need to take a week as a family and fast and pray. And at the end of the week, if we don't have something significant that's going to change, you're going to have to tell Doyle that we don't have the money for the wedding. And so we're going to have to come up with a plan B. And, oh, I remember crying my eyes out just saying, God, you know, this is, I'm so excited about getting married. I'm so excited that I get to marry Doyle. And how could, how can it be that we just don't have the money for the wedding? And so it was really cool because the whole family fasted. And I remember I had prayed because I knew all the, I knew the colors I wanted. I knew all the details. And so I, I laid them out. I told the Lord, these are all the details of the wedding. And it was the longest week ever because we didn't tell Doyle. We just decided as a family to fast and pray and see what God would do. And then we would sit down with him and tell him like, okay, this is where we're at. Well, at the end of that week, I remember that God gave my parents $4,500. And it was uh, a company that my dad had worked for years ago. And they called him and said, hey, um, there is a retirement fund that we're closing this account and something along those lines. But basically we can write you a check today if you want it, or you can reinvest it, or what do you want to do? And he said, I'll take the cash. So after seven days, we had $4,500. And 
in the South, you know, a huge wedding <laughs> is at least what I was planning. But my mom is a seamstress. And so we gathered, we told Doyle, this is the budget. This is all we have. But if you can do it for that, we'll do it. And my mom made my wedding dress. She made all the dresses for the bridesmaids. She even made her dress and the flower girl dress. And I'll never forget it because we went to Hancock Fabrics, chose the most beautiful material, and it was $400. So it was just a fraction of our wedding budget for some of the most expensive pieces. And I got all the colors that I wanted. It was, as my mother would say, peachy pink, peachy pink, not peach, not pink. It was peachy pink. That was the the flowers and the bridesmaids. It was kind of look. you remember that still Magnolia's wedding? It kind of looked like that. We had the hats and the gloves and the poofy sleeves and it was beautiful. But God answered our prayer and he cares about the details. He wants you to simply pray, to pray that detailed prayer. I'm Jennifer. You're listening to Simply for Women and I want you to stay right here. We have a great testimony, a wonderful story for the second half of our show. So don't go anywhere. Stay. We'll be right back. If you want to learn more, go to jennifer-jackson.org and you can even be on the show or we will pray for you. We want to pray for you simply to pray. You're listening to Simply for Women. Stay right here.